This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillips. And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Welcome to season two, episode 16 of the Fearless Beauties podcast. I am your host, Taylor from Taylor Budgets. And I'm your co-host, Alina Velez. So yes, Alina girl, we are so excited to jump into this episode. Yes, yes. Do we think every celebrity needs a beauty line today? Apparently, apparently (laughs) (laughs) they do. I mean, it is a $500 billion industry, so... uh, Why not? I don't blame them. Yeah, Yeah. everybody wants a piece of the pie, right? Exactly. So we're just going to go ahead and jump on into it and be our controversial selves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And yeah, let's just talk about some of these things. So one of the first things I wrote was, it has been hard to keep up with the celebrities who have started their own beauty and skincare brands. Mm -hmm. So I have often thought about why they decide to go into this industry, although they are singers, musicians, actors and actresses, and even YouTubers, not even beauty gurus on YouTube, just straight YouTubers, vlogging and such. Everyone, like you said, is trying to get the piece of the pie. And I'm not mad at it. uh, But it's not necessarily needed. (laughs) So so too, I think it's super saturated. Um, but I didn't realize that just about anybody with money can go to a contract manufacturer and ask them to make products for them. So it's not hard to do. (laughs) If you have money, you can, you can do it too. But I mean, I just think the quality, right? Yes. Quality over quantity for sure. And I'm thinking it's more on the quantity over quality side right about now. Yeah, Um, for sure. And like you mentioned, I forgot what the term is. I'm sure I'll find it in my notes somewhere. But it is very true that there are factories and brands or businesses out there that basically make the product and then find someone to market their product. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that celebrity doing all the work. It's, hey, we have a skincare or a makeup product that we formulated that we love and since you are so popping right now in whatever industry you're in how about you put your name on it and yeah and sell it to your millions and millions of followers right there's celebrities that are like ambassadors and just kind of like a face of a a capsule of an already like established line and then there's celebrities that go as far to create their own beauty line, right? Mm -hmm. And we never really know how involved this celebrity really actually is in the formulation of it. Are they just a part of the creative process of it? How much are they actually contributing to the product itself? 
And I just feel like it's kind of this fantasy that's sold to people that, oh my gosh, you know, Kylie Jenner uses this. Like, Mm -hmm. I want my skin to look like, you know, and it's kind of just this fantasy. But are these celebrities actually really using their own products? No, they are not. Has (laughs) here's here's one for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. Has JLo really just used olive oil her whole life or has she gotten injectables? <laughs> like, Come on. Of course she's gotten injectables. <laughs> I love her, but give it up, sis. Right. <laughs> and I understand there's money. There's a lot of money that comes with marketing brands. So I get it mm-hmm. and selling it. But I highly doubt that these celebrities are are literally putting olive oil on their face. Um, Which, by the way, olive oil is moderately comedogenic, which means it can clog the pores mm -hmm. fairly easy. Some people are even allergic to it. There's no real science that backs saying olive oil has anti-aging properties, so just going to throw that out there. (laughs) So why promote something like that? Right. Right. That's the question. It's for money. Like you said, this is a $500 billion industry. There's enough money to go around. If I wanted to start my own skincare or makeup brand, I could do it. And I am not an esthetician, so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even feel right doing that. I'm not a makeup artist, so I wouldn't even feel right doing that. But I could. Right. Like you said, if you have the money, you can do it. Um, So. Mm -hmm. And just just to name a few celebs that... um, that have their own beauty mm-hmm. skincare lines. Um, Pharrell, love him. Grew up love listening to his music. He's got his uh, human race line. Um, JLo, of course. We got Machine Gun Kelly, mm-hmm. who launched his nail polish line. That's pretty cool. But one that really kind of resonated with me was uh, Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you dove into her skincare line. It's called Soul Care. Um, but gosh, even just going to her website is such a vibe. It is. It's just deeper than just surface level. She's um, wellness. incorporated like wellness, rituals, a community of wellness. And she told a beauty editor um, this quote. It says, It's not about making more money or taking up space. It's about building a community that pushes us to look at beauty through different lenses. And I love that. Yes. And that's very organic from her because if you don't know our listeners out there, she doesn't wear makeup. Like Mm -hmm. she stopped wearing makeup. That is her. I'm not going to say it's her identity, but it's what she believes in is natural beauty. Well, and I just. Yeah, I remember it being a huge breakthrough oh, like yeah. on social media and everyone was freaking out. You know, she's on the red carpet with no makeup. And I mean, she's just all about, you know, feeling good in your own skin. And and that that resonates with me. I could get down with that. And diving it. deeper. Yeah, diving deeper, looking at her ingredients, you know, really clean. And it was developed with a board certified dermatologist for clean formulas. So shout out Alicia Keys. I definitely grew up listening to her and oh, admiring her since a young age. Oh, so, she was, yeah, um, she was my first into R&B music, I remember. So it's nice to see that because, you know, it isn't just a face behind a brand. She actually has 
no pun intended, like she's put soul into her brand. And you can tell that it's something that that she really, really, really takes seriously. And like you mentioned, yes, she is not a dermatologist nor esthetician. So she has partnered with a dermatologist, Renee Snyder. So that's awesome. And I feel like you can feel that vibe through her videos I mean, when she's talking to you, it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. You guys got to go check out yeah. her site. So as an esthetician, Alina, you would recommend Soul Care if anyone wanted to use it? You know, it's it's one that I would consider if I was <laughs> if I was wanting to uh switch up my medical skincare routine right now. Got it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying I necessarily recommend it. I think that she uses a lot of like niacinamide in her uh, serums, which is really good for like brightening and um, redness and just overall skin tone and stuff. And so if that fits for you, great. But I do think everybody is so different. Everybody's skin is so different. And seeing a professional is what I recommend. And I think that brings me to kind of my next argument that you really should be seeing a licensed professional to know truly what your skin needs. And so that's kind of the problem with these, you know, celebrity lines that, I mean, who can you consult with to know, you know, that a professional that is going to know that line and I think that's where it gets it gets tricky like we always say do your research so do your research in regards to who these celebrities are working with to build their products so like you mentioned Alicia Keys works with a dermatologist Pharrell for his human race brand works with a dermatologist Elena Jones Ariana Grande's brand, Rem Beauty, well, her brand was created with Forma and they are a beauty incubator. That was the word I was looking for earlier, incubator. Mm -hmm. So they are behind popular brands like Morphe and Playa. I believe that's how you pronounce it. So that incubator, Forma, is basically like, I could just think of it like a warehouse where they just make a bunch of beauty products and then they stand, you know, they just put their, put a um, celebrity's name on it. So um, Fenty Beauty, Riri, Rihanna, mm-hmm. she works with an R&D team at LVMH. So these celebrities are working with incubators or dermatologists, whoever. So do the research mm-hmm. on those people, on those incubators to make sure that- also. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting excited because I had another thought. Okay. A lot of um, professional medical skincare lines do, they do studies, you know, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks to uh, prove results. And so I feel like a lot of um, over-the-counter celebrity uh, skincare lines don't do those studies Mm -hmm. to prove their results. So- Wow. Just another thought there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of thought that goes behind it, period. Like you really have to do your research because you don't want to support a brand and then your skin ends up jacked up and then you're like, dang, I should just yes. went to an esthetician. Right. And so I think there are some pros that 
with celebrities advertising on social media, we're seeing the importance of skincare more, which I think we're on the right track, but educating, doing your research and knowing knowing where to go and where to seek true information is mm-hmm. really important. Cons are, are these brands going to stick around? Are they just here for the moment? Mm-hmm. And are are they indeed causing more harm than good? Like you said, you know, quality versus quantity. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you can't really find that out until there's some time put into it. Like, mm-hmm. social media will blow it up, definitely. Like, if something's not working. Like, I saw right. one brand. I can't even remember. But it's from actress Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. And she teamed up with someone else. I'm so sorry. I can't remember that person's name. But they put out a beauty brand. And uh, it didn't go so well. So then when mm. the media started coming for them, like, asking them about you know, what's going on, they did not want to approach the media. So you have to think about why they didn't want to approach the media. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes behind the scenes that we will never know as consumers. It's a high risk game here that we're playing because right. it is so much harder to fix your skin after something than it is to go to an esthetician and get the right skincare regimen and uh, do it that way. It's so much harder to fix your skin. It's just like when you get a bad grade, it's so much harder to bring mm. your your grade point average back up than it is to just like do the work that needs to be done. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I love that. Thank you. Because that's just I how that. I think about that. I would never want my face to be jacked up because I want to support a celebrity that I love. I just would rather go to the professional because um, nobody wants a jacked up face. Right. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into skin problems. And I'm taking this really cool, interesting integrative medicine mm-hmm. um, esthetician course and talking a lot about looking at skin as a whole, mind, body, soul. I mean, just because you go to a dermatologist with, um, you know, acne and they prescribe you whatever they want to give you, Accutane or whatever, ultimately there's a root cause inside of you likely. Mm -hmm. And so just really looking at a person and their skin as a whole, what's your lifestyle, you know, just asking a lot of questions and you're just not going to get that with, with celebrity skincare lines. Sorry, but I'm sure there's a couple good things out there, but like you said, it is just, I feel like a higher risk of, um, of a negative reaction or, you know, allergic reaction. And then you're going to spend time and money trying to reverse it. Definitely. My first memory of celebrities in the beauty industry um, was actually fragrances, though. I feel like like Britney Spears and the Jessica Simpson perfume. I remember when those came out 
And did you ever own any celebrity fragrances growing up? No, I have sensitive skin, so my mom would never dare try that. Like, yeah, <laughs> she was looking out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because surprisingly, um, researching for this subject, yes, celebrities in the beauty industry, but more so musicians who have launched beauty brands in the past few years seem to be having the most success of all celebrities. Definitely. Which is interesting. Gwen Stefani. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I I don't know. I couldn't tell you because just like musicians, I, I that's actually a good question. I have no idea. Probably because they're, I don't know. I mean, I did read in an article that said that these musicians are constantly in makeup chairs. So they know mm. what works. And mm-hmm. what doesn't, and how to apply makeup and skincare. They spend a lot of their life in a makeup chair learning from professional makeup artists or where whoever they learn from. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit easier, I guess, for them to start their own beauty brand because they have some knowledge. Yeah, they've <sighs> already got kind of a, a foot in the door. Exactly. So that's my that's my idea. I was kind of trying to think of why why musicians also, and I just had a thought like maybe it's because music, um, even if they're not necessarily writing their own music or songs, they're kind of storytelling and connecting with people through the music already mm-hmm. and versus, I don't know, actresses or things like that who don't really get to – I don't know. It's more scripted, I guess. Yeah. And less of them themselves. And of course, social media in general just kind of redefined how the public connects with celebrities anyway. But um, yeah, I just found that interesting that musicians of all are most successful right now. That is that is very true. And that's actually a good question. I never thought about that. But I mean, like Rihanna. She's a, she wasn't she's no longer considered a musician, but she was a musician. Alicia Keys, Gwen Stefani, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, you know, the list goes on and on. So um, I think what we could talk about next is kind of like the impact it's had on the beauty industry, like how the cult of celebrities has changed the beauty industry for good, maybe. So, I mean, my take on it is. Like we mentioned, or like you mentioned, it's very oversaturated, but I guess it's not like when I think about how it's changed the beauty industry for good, I can't think about really the good parts because I feel like there's a lot of beauty gurus on YouTube that I have watched in the past, like Jackie Ina, James Charles, Tatiana, or, you know, just a bunch of beauty gurus I've definitely watched who have been grinding and grinding for years to prove themselves Mm -hmm. and launch their makeup brands. And here comes Rihanna or Kim Kardashian or Kylie, like totally Mm -hmm. blowing up their spot. Mm -hmm. And so I think in this industry, there may be a lot of comp or not competition, not only competition, but comparison going on. So these, these beauty gurus who's, goal in life has always been to create a beauty brand 
here comes Kim Kardashian literally mm-hmm. <laughs> stepping in. And yeah. it's like, where do they, like, how do they even market themselves anymore? Celebrities have the money to invest and help ingredients, flashy marketing, etc. And we have these beauty gurus who are so good at makeup and so good at skincare and know so much just from learning and experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And they can't, you can't even see them past the celebrity curtain. Like it's just, so I, I don't think it's really changed the beauty industry for good. That's just, that's just me. I don't either. I don't. I'm trying not to be a hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm try- I'm really trying to find some good, but you know, being an esthetician, mm-hmm. um, I know what, the- what damage can be done from just kind of impulse buying and not getting the, the proper skincare that you need. I think that there's an older generation that might be more lured by a celebrity, but I feel like it's harder to entice a younger millennial and Gen Z who are really on this like authenticity route. There was a couple quotes that I ran across and there was a a young girl that said, I don't really trust it because what expertise do they have? Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be mixed. I think there's going to be younger people that are into the whole celebrity skincare stuff and beauty stuff. But then there are some really savvy millennials and Gen Zers that are are really doing their research oh, yeah. and are very, very aware of the ingredients that they're putting on their skin. Exactly. So, yeah, I was reading an article just to piggyback off what you said. I guess the article did like a research study where they asked a lot of people from like executives at multi-billion dollar companies to high school students. They asked them, could you name one to three successful celebrity beauty brands beside Kylie Cosmetics, Fenty, and Goop? And I believe Goop is from, what is her name? Goop is from... Her name is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So could you name any other successful beauty brands other than those three? And no one could. And there was a quote that I had to write down. It said, living by influence alone is not enough. Period. So true. Period. Like so you mentioned, true. people are doing their research now. Mm-hmm. And just because you stamp your name on a on a brand does not mean that it's it's good. So fun fact about me, I love the Kardashians. I love them so much. I want to be their best friend. I love them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. So when Kylie came out with her lip kits like a long time ago, I purchased I purchased a couple and I would have to say no hate to Kylie because I'm sure her formula has changed. It was not good. Like all hype. It was flaking on my lips. Mm. It was just dry. Like, you know how some lipsticks can have like a moisturizing effect to it. It's like, mm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not wearing anything. Hers was just mm-hmm. dry and flaky. And it's it's nothing against her. But it just shows you that if she did a little bit more research mm. and maybe didn't rely on her name so much, 
Like her marketing was on point. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit more research into the formula, into the ingredients. And I mean, the girl is a billionaire. So obviously billions of people love it. But just yeah, for just... me, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people aren't saying what what it could be. Like they just say, oh, it's Kylie. So I'm going to support her. Whether it's not good or not, but it wasn't good. Well, I think about accessibility too, right? So you can walk into an Ulta or Sephora and you've got an abundance of beauty products. Mm -hmm. Whereas you need good quality medical advice and skincare, you've got to maybe schedule an appointment, go to the office and be told what to do in a good way, right? Mm -hmm. What to do and what to use versus going to Ulta or Sephora on your time, browsing every aisle and picking whatever you want. And that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But some people, that's, that's just their style. They don't want to set up an appointment with a professional. It is fun going to those stores and looking at everything pretty and shiny and smelling everything and, you know, color swatching and, and all that. And I just think that accessibility is also a huge part of uh, choosing skincare and beauty products. Yes, very, very true. I just love how we can give different perspectives, especially you as an esthetician and me just as like a consumer and yeah. just putting my opinions out there because there's a lot of things we can learn that we don't know. So I think we could talk a little bit more about the pros and cons of this trend, like some of the mm -hmm. criticisms, and then I think we can end it at that. But um, I guess just to talk a little bit more about well, like the incubators and um, the brands that these fact or the factories that these brands work with. What most people don't know is that a handful of companies have built many of the celebrity lines we see today, which is a con. Mm -hmm. It's it's a con. Mm -hmm. So these brand factories or incubators, they specialize in creating several labels at once and fast. So it's definitely quantity over quality for these people here. So they're either developed with a celebrity or designed with the intention of bringing a celebrity afterward, which is what we kind of spoke about before. So Beach House Group, for example, which was created by Millie Bobby Browns. I had to look her up. I was like, who is Millie Bobby Brown? And I guess it's- Danger Things. Yeah, I don't watch that show. So <laughs> I did not know. I did not know who she was, but I watched like a yeah. few episodes and then, I, okay, like I matched the face. So Kendall Jenner's Moon Oral Care line. Didn't even know she had that. Yeah, um, me either. Tracy Ellis Ross from like Blackish. Um, her hair care. Didn't know that that was a thing. Taraji P. Henson. Right. She's got hair care too. I, I know about love Taraji. Her. So love mm -hmm. Taraji. Um, Jada mm -hmm. Pinkett Smith's Hey Humans. Didn't even know she had a personal care line. Me either. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline Cosmetics. Uh, I knew about her and all the drama behind that. Jesus. And then Ariana Grande's Ren Beauty, all from Forma, which is an incubator. And that's just, it kind of shows you that 
maybe these celebrities are putting their name on something that's already been formulated. Maybe they're not doing the testing themselves. Maybe they are, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not doing the testing themselves. Like they go, I could just imagine them going into a meeting room with Forma and Forma like pitching them this line that they created really fast and just like, just to get it out. And Mm -hmm. them just really putting, oh, this is how much we would pay you. And this is what it will do. And we really don't know the we longevity. We don't know if it works long term. Right. Yeah. We don't know the longevity of the product. But if you put your face to it, I'm sure it will sell. Uh-huh. And, you know, I could just imagine that happening. And the celebrities uh, maybe seeing how much they'll get paid and seeing the potential. Because I'm sure that they can, they're like, okay, well, I can make this better, if anything. And then run with it. But that is why a lot of celebrity brands don't last is because they, the foundation wasn't there. Right. And they're here for the short term. They're like, oh, if I can just make X amount of money and it's out for two to five years, that's all I need. And then they're, mm-hmm. they're over it, you know. And let's be real. Everybody knows celebrities undergo procedures, cosmetic and or surgical to look the way they do. So there's no serum on the market that's going to make you look two decades younger right (laughs) and there's also no shame in their game when they when they high key be promoting these botox infusing without botox products and they literally got botox in a commercial like it's not how it works we can't look like how it works yeah (laughs) (laughs) we cannot look like that and it's telling us to lie yeah it's the same as like how celebrities be um promoting like the flat tummy vitamins or the waist trainers when they literally just came off the surgical table like it is what it is and that is why the country is the way it is this is so off topic going down a rabbit hole but greed is serious out here like when people Hmm. see money they go after it and what they're promoting isn't even tied to who they are like Mm -hmm. they'll just promote it because of the check and it could really tarnish their brand and who they are right so you got to really pay attention to to what these celebrities are doing i think that um you know there's a lot of celebrities who aren't open about what all they have done to their body and Mm -hmm. they just I feel like it is false advertisement and then people, young girls, young women, adult women, I mean, not even just women, men too, everybody, we start to feel like, oh, I don't, I need to fix myself, you know, small noses are cute or big lips are cute or, oh, I need a flat tummy. It's just this ongoing of not being enough, always seeking more, be prettier, feel prettier, be skinnier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think a lot of brands kind of bet on that. Yeah. That forever chase to be prettier and look better. And especially these days, so much so much depression and heartache and everybody's busting their butt at work to make a living and put gas in their car. And ultimately, as humans, we're not made to 
be under so much stress that we are every day and have so much societal pressure. And Mm -hmm. anyways, to go down that rabbit hole, um, I just think that I'm here for the natural beauty. I'm here for the healthy skin, but just, just don't get carried away, you know? Right. Celebrities, celebrities aren't real life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just not. It's just not a perfect example, in my opinion, is just like the whole Kylie Jenner lip plumping thing that was going on. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like, obviously, Kylie Jenner had her lips injected with such things. And I mean, you can. It feels like after she came out with all her lip products and showing off her lip injections and stuff, injectables skyrocketed Mm -hmm. for the younger generation because that's what we think is beautiful now. Right. So I, I, uh, I clap to those celebrities and brands who really focus on natural beauty, such as Alicia Keys, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder and um, we're all beautiful. Kylie Jenner did not like her lips. So she decided to do something about it, but it does not mean that your lips aren't beautiful. Uh, So like the whole (laughs) I remember like the whole lip plump challenge where they were putting like cups or whatever bottles on their lips and keeping it on there for (laughs) long periods of time to get her lips for 10 seconds. Like it's, it's dangerous out here. So yes. Oh man. It all just kind of has to do with like loving who you are and loving the skin you're in and doing the work to love who you are. Cause you know, we don't all love how we look and who we are. But we just have to do the work to love the skin that we're in because it's the only skin that we got. So mm-hmm. um, just learn to love it. Absolutely. And do the internal work, too, because you can get your lips done. And if you're not, oh, my gosh, what's that Lauren Hill uh, line in her song where she says, oh, she says, uh, how are you going to win if you ain't right, right within? within? Yes, of uh-huh. course. Okay, so, you know, get your lips done. If you're not feeling right internally, you're still going to be unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. You want to get your boobs done and your breasts done yes. and everything. Yeah, and maybe it will. Maybe it will. I think there is a small percentage of people, you know, who, sure, that's going to make you feel better. I've had my lips done. I'm not knocking it. Okay. Oh, you but, have? Yeah. I mean, they're really natural. I just, yeah. oh, just had a little something, you know. Oh, I did not even know um, that. So cool. yeah, I'm not knocking it, but um, again, I've I've done my internal work. Mm-hmm. You know, I love um, I love making my skincare routine into more of a ritual and unwinding and decompressing and almost kind of meditational, almost. And yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, the moral of this podcast is uh, do the internal work. Do the internal work <laughs> and the beauty will just radiate right. from the inside out. It will glow. Promise like you know you. how they say, oh, you're glowing. You will actually be glowing because yeah. you love who you are. So yeah. And do the research like always. Just continue to do that. There, there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with skincare or makeup or anything. But do the research because you do not want to have your face looking jacked up. Nobody wants a jacked up face. Acne, hyperpigmentation is not cute. So do the work. The celebrities will be there. You can support their music and their movies and TV shows. But 
Right. The beauty brand may not be it. Leave it to the professionals. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we pretty much hit all all, um, points, I would think. I think so, too. Yeah. So um, so thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. I don't say this enough, but remember to leave a review. Give us a five-star rating. Share the podcast to anyone and everyone who you think would get a kick out of our controversialness. JK. It's, yes. It's a joke, but yeah, it's just like anyone who just wants to learn more and also be motivated and encouraged to be their true authentic selves. That's what we're all here for. So um, mm-hmm. as always, you yeah. can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at Fearless Beauties, fearlessbeauties.com. You can find me at Taylor Budgets on Instagram. And you can find me, Alina, at True Skin Lab on Instagram. And thank you guys for rocking with us. Just loving, loving this journey. Yes. Thank you, oh, Taylor. Can't leave out Mary, your Etsy godmother. And and yeah, so yeah, thank you all so much for, for listening once again. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Stop acting like boys and be men. How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them?